Hi, welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people so far about, well, you know what, so far mostly about Vampire the Masquerade. I've been having an ongoing conversation with my friend from high school who is known on the internet as Saint. Other than horror and adult topics, not much content warning. This episode is pretty, pretty tame, really. There's some talk of blood and dismemberment uh, as we are talking about vampires and role-playing games but uh yeah you know as always this is content meant for adults there will be an explicit language warning accompanying it and uh without further ado here is clan book toreador with saint Word. Yeah, so, uh, why don't we talk about Clan Book Toreador? Toreador. Unless you would like to, uh... Of a withered heart. The Passion of a Withered Heart. That's the subtitle of this book when you open it. Oh, look at that, yeah, okay. Does this strike you as like a first edition kind of the chapter titles? I don't know if they are different. And in fact, well, first of all, the the page borders are different in this than any book that I've seen. I think. I think that. Uh, yeah, they, thing, they they start to up their game. But something about the chapter titles really looks uh, first edit like first edition vampire to me. Like oh, yeah, that well, block of marble is is that's yeah, really what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's the marble blocks. Yeah, I'm it's not sure if that was. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not sure if those if that was in the previous four clan books now that we've looked at. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no I don't know. It's certainly not important. Yeah, the Bruja <laughs> one. Yeah, it's in the Bruja one. Oh, it is. All... Okay, never mind then. I think it's probably in all of them. Yeah, because yeah, and I remarked upon it because because we were looking at the very first page, and yeah, there's that block of marble. Okay, yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'm just looking for things that just seem to reek of a a higher class uh, of privilege, of just a a sort of a taste for the finer things in life, like blocks of marble and uh, skull encrusted rose thorn vines at the top of every page. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we're talking about the Torador. They're they're the beautiful vampires, so for sure. I don't think I recall... I like everything in this book about their... the whole deal about living human lives or living alongside humans or fucking around with humans and being involved in human shit. I didn't recall that really being... Well, a part of any vampire game at all I ever played, really. But uh, I didn't really recall that being a part of these guys' vibe. Yeah, no, I for me that this 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 has always been part of the the Torador vibe is 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 not just art and beauty, but their connection to humanity um, and, and life. Yeah, and the and and their their life and passion that they're they're the most they're they're the most um, alive of uh all of the uh, all of the kindred it sounds like a lot of them still get boners yeah 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 they this is um 
there there's a uh this is like a player's guide skill called masquerade where it's like you, you have like you buy you buy like a skill like any other skill and you put on your character sheet and, you, and it's like how good you are at at making your dead body look yeah like it's actually kind of alive there's also a merit uh related yeah, to that called there, ba- yeah. baby is it baby face or is it like is there like warm bodies or is there a few different ones there's a couple different ones like that. There's like one that lets you like eat food, but the masquerade. Right. Um, yep. 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 The masquerade skill does the Is same it thing. Tertiary. Oh, yeah. it does. Yeah. There's a there's a few different ways basically to to do the same kind of things. In, yeah. In to to keep stuff. to keep your body moving. Well, there would be a few yeah. different ways. Yeah. I honestly kind of like how they do it in Requiem. Um, in Requiem, it's like your body is, you know, you, most of the time a vampire looks, you know, like a like an animated corpse. They look kind of dead. Yeah. Um, but anytime you want, you can spend a blood point. Um, oh, and, and just act- kind of fill it out? Yeah, and just call it, activate what's called the blush of life. Oh, sure. And, uh, okay. You know, make your heart beat, make your, make, your, make your lungs move so you breathe, and, you know, make your skin kind of blush so that you don't look like a corpse, you know? and Cool. You know, make you feel warm, and it costs a blood point, but you know it's it's a great it's a great trick to do when you. That's know, a you good basic to, power for vampires. Yeah. Mortals. yeah, 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 and it's it's like it's the kind of thing. It's like you can't do it all the time because yeah. it you did it run out. Yeah, it lasts it lasts like a scene. You know, whatever quote unquote is in, is the storyteller concept of the scene is basically just like maybe this is five minutes, maybe this is like an hour or so. It's it's just kind of like nebulous, like however you know if if you move to a different area and, and something something new is happening, it's a different scene. That power isn't active anymore. Now you got to activate it again if you want right. to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you? Uh, which uh, which half of the black pages do you want to perform this week? Oh man, I don't. Which I don't remember which one I read last week. Uh, you, I read the quote. And you okay. read the black page, so if you would like, if you want to do it to take turns, you could read the quote. All right, I'll read the quote. And under this carnival disguise, the heart of an old youngster who is still wanting to give his all, but how to be recognized under this mask? This is what they call a fine career. Jean and Lou, the waltz of the Torridors. Oh, that's the guys we're talking about. On the black page, it says, Music, lights, beauty, and blood! Exclamation point. Plunge into it. Grasp it with those clutching, cloying hands. Hold it against your dead bosom. Raise it to lifeless lips and kiss it with a mouth that knows nothing but obscene lies. This is the vibrancy you cannot feel. This is the raging excitement that you have forgotten. This is the seductive sirens call you lack. This is inspiration. This is life. Yeah, these guys are living the unlife. The eternal party. Louie and that other guy. And that's that's the the essence of the Torador is that being dead or undead they it's super their, rad it's super rad but they also feel their passions and they they feel the the loss of their humanity more acutely than other vampires um so they desperately cling to the illusion that they're still human beings and that they're still people 
we'll get into their legends and stuff, but a, a lot of their whole vibe, which is tied into their weakness, but their weakness is almost just, just a, well, I mean, I guess a lot of the clans of weakness is just kind of part of their existence. But for these guys, a, a lot like the Malkavians, their weakness is tied into just a deeper perception and a deeper connection to the world and maybe just a deeper connection to the, these these life energies that are flowing through them in the form of Vitae. Vitae? What do you like? Yeah. Vitae. Vitae, okay. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, to to describe the the weakness exactly it's that sometimes when they see something that they consider beautiful um they become entranced and they can't do anything but just stop and stare and like just kind of fall into it for a while it can, sometimes it can it's be, rice sometimes yeah sometimes it's, it's grains of rice a pattern of grains of rice and and they even say like in this book it can you know this can be this can be anything you can say like oh it's it's like a scribbling on on a brick wall yeah the they talk about they talk about the brick wall itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigarette yeah. butts. You know, normally I would probably usually try to avoid stuff like that as a storyteller. To I, that's I silly, would, a little, would, it's, little, it's silly. A little silly. But it's almost but the, what that that rice myth makes me think of, like a silly weakness that these creatures, like you know, yeah, it is I silly. It is silly. One, I think one one thing they they talk about later too is is uh, that the torter obviously they don't really consider it a weakness. It's it's their deeper perception of reality but like the malkavians which again Sorry, yeah. yeah it's their appreciation of beauty um and it it says there there's a there's a connection to that in humanity so like if your humanity gets lower um you have a harder time yeah you know sort of, sort of breaking out of that and yeah these guys might, burn out you might become entranced by like more and more awful things um which you know sort of causes a feedback effect of making you a more awful and awful monster basically um yeah burnout burnout degenerates um are really scary um i can think of at least one game where um my friend dave was running this this was actually the same game that we were playing all those milkavians mm, um, mm. he had an elder yeah throw some torador in there that's perfect yeah he had an elder torador character um who uh, was just the worst? <laughs> like, like imagine, like just the most toxic, awful abuser, you know, person. Like, you know, like a Harvey Weinstein, real, like real that, Stephen like, King villain type. Stephen King, yeah, 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 like the kind of person he 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 would become obsessed with people. Um, oh, you know, yeah, and that's not and good. He'd get all into them, and he'd like he'd like ruin their lives, and he'd like destroy everything around them so that they could only focus on him. Um, and he, you know, he'd basically, you know, make them fall in love with him, and and you know, basically, you know, basically make it so that they they become they became absolutely dependent on him. And then, of course, you know, he get tired of them and toss them aside. That's the the dentist just, system. Just, if you're familiar yeah. with, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh. No, I'm sorry, not not familiar with Sunday. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a classic abuser kinda kinda kind of system and, and like you know, this is this is the kind of possibility that that the Torador can fall into this kind of relationship rather than sort of more healthy, humane relationships. Um and it can happen very easily. Um 
I don't know. Like again, this 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 clan book is not in character. This is, not at this all. Is, this clan book is dry as the Sahara Desert. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm. It's, it's, it's a little. It's a little there, unfortunate. There's a there's a fair amount of history, but there is so much of just very textbook presented mm-hmm. information just about social, mm-hmm. just about their social lives and structure and types of behavior that they might get into. And it's just, it's really not presented in an interesting way. This yeah, one, this a, one. It's a little unfortunate because um, the Tordor are great. And it's, yeah. and it's, 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 it's an interesting sort of, clan. It's the information that you want to present, but it's just not. Yeah. This one's not, not as fun. It really is not it, as fun. It's got a yeah. few nice little interjections with, little boxes that have the myths and legends in them. But like so much of it is just such plainly put. And it's yeah. just, and it's honestly, it's, and it could be, you could really just, a lot of this social traditions and social structure is kind of just what regular rich people act like. Seems yeah. like a little bit. And I mean, it's fair enough that they, they want to describe it, but then there's other things that, that they, they go into, they talk so much about the social stuff, but then other stuff like they, they, they kind of, it, it like is, is unfortunately like missing. Like for instance, like I was looking at this part about Tordor guilds sure. and like, I, and like, I never heard anything about Tordor guild, no. guilds in any game that I played. This is like, this is like a, a quarter of a page or a third of a page in the Tordor clan book, and it's never mentioned anywhere else, really. Yep. Like you said, I can see some other things where people mention, like, oh, yeah, the, the, you know, this guild, that guild. But, like, it's, you know, they talk about, oh, the guild is the all Tordor are part of a guild, is, you know, it's the political and professional, you know. That doesn't member. seem accurate. Yeah. And I was like, but, but what is it? Is it like, is it like all the artists? Is it like per city? Is it like per, for like bloodline or right family. yeah 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 is it, yeah i i sort of imagined it was per city that's just what is they it, called is it is it like per art form like all the sculptors get together and does, all the yeah no no further information you, you know is it like a worldwide or like or like you know countrywide thing it, it, i think it kind of they kind of say that i think i think i kind of get that it's like oh it's this is the this is just all the order in the city but i'm like well why I don't know. It just it just seems like they 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 made it seem like it was important, but then didn't talk about it. Yeah, well, never again in any other yeah. supplement, yeah. as far as we know. No, but you I, know, I, I haven't read everything, but I mean, you know. uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember seeing much of it. And they mentioned it in other places in this clan book, but it's not like it's all that. It doesn't seem all that important. I don't know. We've come across a bunch of things that I feel like I've read passages and been like, "Wow, I never recall hearing about that. I never thought about that, and I don't think I." encounter that in the game yeah of course. which i mean i mean that's not too surprising that there would be a lot of stuff like that but yeah um the short story is just very very the social dance of undead paul it's weird does she talk about how her daughter is human does she have a human daughter this is yeah. also not a just... embrace story again no, and this is the this is the interesting bit is that this is a uh, Toriador um, who is trying to maintain a more like a mortal family. Like wacky, she, wacky thing she to has, do. Yeah, she has a husband. She has a stepdaughter. Um, I'm not totally cured. I, I I wasn't totally sure if her husband is in on it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that is, and it is very briefly mentioned, but I was just, wow, I didn't, and I guess now that I've read the book, I really didn't remember them being this into living men. Yeah, they gotta, this, I mean. It's surprising to me, because how could you make it work? It's, it would be. Ew, oh, the, the yeah, challenge is a, a sea of well, differences, a thousand leagues. Yeah, well, I mean, two things specifically come to mind. Um, first is that um, I understand why they would do it because this is, you know, a way to hold on to your humanity, which yeah. is yeah. really important. Which is important to their survival. Yeah. It, yeah, because lower humanity makes it harder for them to connect to their artistic, creative side of themselves, which they kind of emotionally need. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, everyone needs to some degree, but Tordor really need it. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's a good way to do it, you know, is to actually force yourself to like be concerned with day-to-day human things and, you know, day-to-day human relationships or at least for you night to night, but, you know. It's, you know, I, I think it would definitely start to warp your perceptions of, you know, the world if the only other people that you dealt with were other vampires and, like, they're lackeys, basically. Sure. And the only human beings that you that you dealt with were, were lackeys or people that you were trying to, to dominate or, or overcome, you know. Um, they make it a point, this I'm not too sure about, but they do make it a point to say that... Um, Toro, who are making it a point to keep up their humanity, never feed from their mortal oh, friends. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, say that that's like a tell that someone is burning out and going dark. Yeah. Um, which I'm a, I am was a little confused about because I was like, isn't that exactly how you build a herd, though? Um, yeah. Because I'm like, well, how that then how do they feed? Um and there isn't there isn't actually any talk. I, I I tried looking for that. I was like, there isn't any talk about how they feed. I'm like, at all, assume, yeah, yeah. You assume a tort or a beautiful person with presence. They you know they they seduce they, people. Attract, they, yeah. You know, yeah, they attract people and you know invite them. But it's like is always is it always like one night stands? It's always flings. You don't keep a herd. I mean, you know, toradors are typically keep a herd. I don't know. It's um. I thought. The the interesting thing about the Tordor to me, especially after reading this again, it, it really reminded me is really that tension they they have between trying to um, stay so closely connected to their humanity sure. and their humane sides, but also trying to collect like power and wealth and influence in the vampiric world. Um, Yeah, and I, I mean and that's kind of epitomized in this in this short story in this introduction too, because she's talking about her family and she's talking about her her people, but then she's also talking about like yeah, exactly like the eternal you know the eternal struggle and yeah, the, the, yeah, it's the dance fully, of the shadow fully yeah fully fully you know, spying on people and talking about <laughs> the sabbat and this dude is this guy this other guy's you know pawn and. This woman's sire is... There's a lot of uh, discipline use in this short story, which is interesting. Yeah. And it kind of touches on the fact that the Toreador, for, I guess, due to all of their connections throughout the supernatural world, uh, 
travel a little bit more freely than Cabrilla Vampire. She's allowed to go to New York, which no no Cabrilla Vampire would do for under threat of death. Yeah. And I think I think part of this this is emphasized is that um the Torridor do not do physical violence. Yeah. Like like amongst themselves, it is the worst thing ever for for you to assault another. It's for you to assault each other. We're not talking about even like killing, like you know, like the vampire law. If you were to like Smack a smack another torridor across the face, or like lose lose composure and like you know composure is very important for you, your for like, your vampire reputation among these guys. Yeah, that's it. You can just kiss all your torridor status. Yeah. You know, goodbye. You are done. You know, um, and you know the torridor are extremely prominent in the Camarilla. So I think it's interesting because this is like. You know, they 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 bring this sort of pacifistic, almost element, to the to the uh, to the social structure around them because they 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 act that way to everyone else too. It's not like they you know it's like well we don't do violence with other torridor, but everyone else we activate our celerity and slice them apart with you know, <laughs> you know with, a, our with RC, a big cleaver, yeah, yeah, or with our artsy rapiers or something yeah. like that. <laughs> There, there's there isn't really any trace of that, you know. They all have got celerity, but apparently all they use it for is to like run away really fucking fast, or to you know have it, you know, engage in some kind of you know cool supernatural performance art. Um, you know. Yeah. There is one single solitary character in the in the templates <laughs> area who is even remotely a fighter. Um. You know, yeah. I mean, this is this is this clan is the one that most leans towards you know social primary stats. Uh, you know, the others, some of the others do in in their way, but I mean, these this is really you know, I would say you know it's hard to really quantify that, but these guys definitely primarily lean social. Yeah, and and there's something you know, I, I guess I. It's kind of cool. Um, they want they don't want to solve their problems by fighting. They want to solve their problems by talking it out. And you know, sometimes talking it out, you know, is not like you know, nice talking it out. It can be. It can get very vicious. It can get very. Um, it can get nasty. Like you know, I'm not sure if it's really if it's really written exactly that way. But an obvious Toyota game is trying to provoke other people yeah, to the point sure. where they lose their composure and frenzy. And uh, it's like they know that they're they don't have to they know that they don't have to worry about you know getting like actually getting killed by this other frenzying vampire if they're in a gathering of like ten other vampires they're they're gonna get stopped the you know the frenzy person is gonna get a stake through the heart until yeah. they you know, you know and like a, and a timeout until they can you know you know get their composure back um, but like that's sort of like the ultimate victory for a torador is to is to actually manage to get somebody else to to freak out enough to to lose it. Yep. The history is actually interesting. They it, they have a couple short little things. They were actually on the Bruja side first during the Punic Wars, and then they betrayed the the Bruja Bruja to join with the with the Romans. Vampires did the Peloponnesian War. Is that a uh, three hundred? Uh no, three hundred is. Uh, the Persian Wars. Which oh, were, okay. 
just like a generation before the Peloponnesian Wars, Peloponnesian Wars were uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ah, okay, okay. So the uh, first, uh, unless you're about to, unless you got something you're about to bring up. No, I was just saying, you know, it's, it's kind of saying it makes sense. They're like, oh yeah, the tortured in Athens. Uh, oh, sure, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course they all did. The, yeah. All the art and the philosophy and yeah. everything. They love pillars. Yeah. Um, they got this story about how. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Uh, how she was embraced. How Arakel, the, the founder of the Torridor line, was embraced. They have a specific name for her, unlike a bunch of other Asylvians who just have sort of like the clan name. Um, and they are children of the firstborn. The children, the child of the firstborn, are Ma- are the twins Malkov and Arakel, and that's yeah. Uh, yeah and there do seem to be a lot of connections between those two clown clowns clans, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they have a certain. They both have a certain like extrasensory yeah. perception of the world construct. Yeah, exactly. Um, taking it in different directions, though. Um, this says that she convinces Bruja to slay his sire, which is not exactly what. The Bruja say happened. Yeah, it says she convinced the Bruch, Bru, Bruja, another of the third generation, to slay his. Yeah, sire. they specifically mention what generation, right? Which is not what happened Very in much the other the book. The war yeah. between the ages erupted. She gathered those of her generation and they gathered together to destroy their parents. Uh, but the firstborn sire of the Torador and Malkav escaped. Uh, and so they feel these two clans also, or according to the Toreador, these two clans have a direct connection to Cain, the founder of Vampiredom, right. that everyone else does not. Yep. Um, she also hung out with Nosferatu. Yes. He was, yeah, that's on the next page. She, yeah. Uh, again, this is a slightly different version of the Nosferatu story that, we, that was told. Less, In this, but, he mutilates his own face. Right, because Arakel was like, you're beautiful. You don't have to worry about that tiny little scar. And he was like, no, you notice my scar. It also says that... (laughs) It also says that the scar was given to him by Cain, which is slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so now I love it. I love the world building, the myth building. I love the different... every. I love... This might be my favorite part upon revisiting is seeing what each clan says about the vampire origin and their origin and and who diabled who and who slew whose sire in what city and whether or not it was a cave i i I like the i like the collective mythology of it a lot what else did the tortoise do in history the tortoise did byzantium Um, yeah what is what's byzantium that's not something i'm too familiar is that another so when People talk about, you know, usually we learn in, in school or whatever that the Roman Empire fell. It fell in like 480-something B.C. Or sorry, 480-something A.D. Sure. When, the, when, uh, when, you know, Rome was sacked by, you know, the, the Visigoths or whatever. Man, I should know my history better, but Rome was sacked. And, and they're like, oh, oh I don't know this. I don't know this part of history at all. So, you know, anyway, good, good so, on you. Yeah. But the Roman Empire only fell in the West. Because uh, 
Ro the Roman emperors were still being crowned and, and ruling in the East. Like, even long before the Western Roman Empire fell, basically the Roman Empire split itself in two. Okay. And, and there were two emperors at a time, sometimes more than two emperors at a time. And there was an empire, emperor in the East and an emperor in the West. And the emperor in the West usually lived in Rome, or not actually later on, not so much in Rome. And then the emperor in the East lived in Constantinople, uh, a.k.a. Byzantium. Uh, Byzantium is like the older Greek name for the city after uh, uh, Emperor Constantinople or Emperor not, his name was not Constantinople, that's the name of the city um, Emperor Constantine made that his capital because the, okay. eastern part, the eastern part of the Mediterranean was like richer and like more cultured and older than the western part of the Mediterranean so it made sense for them to like make their capital in the east um, but the Roman Empire was so fucking huge that eventually they decided they needed more than one emperor to run the to run the place because the whole system was set up so that like you couldn't really like run the army without the emperor being there. The emperors couldn't trust anyone to run a big army. Um, yeah, only they could yeah. do it because because anytime a general got a big army um, and won a couple of victories, then he would just go back to you know Rome or or Constantinople and overthrow the emperor and make himself the emperor. So they couldn't trust anybody else to, to lead their armies. Uh, sure, except sure. <laughs> so they got around the problem of one emperor having to run from, like, Spain to Syria and back again all the time, sure. leading to armies by having two different emperors on either side of the empire. Right, okay. So this is a long way of saying, even after the Western Empire fell in the 5th century, uh, the uh, the Eastern Empire stayed around for a long time, and um, they basically they were basically running. You know, um, they they were in Constantinople, which is now Istanbul. You know, in the area of Turkey. I've heard of um, it. And the area they ruled was like Anatolia, Syria, uh, Palestine, uh, Arabia, Egypt. Um, you know, sometimes as far east as like uh, as like Baghdad is where Baghdad is now. You know, Mesopotamia. Um, sometimes they reconquered parts of the West too. You know, um, different times in history. But um, basically, you know, over over the centuries, they slowly got kind of smaller and smaller as parts of them their empire broke off, and then. Uh, you know, uh, Islamic invasions basically slowly started to um, peel away chunks of it, like you know Egypt, and then you know Palestine and Syria, and then and then eventually you know the Turks came in and, and wiped them off, wiped them off the map, and then you know Constant Constantinople fell to the Turks in 1453, I think was the year, um, and you know that was basically you know when the Ottoman Turks basically started marching into Europe. I mean, they'd been in Europe before that, actually, but that was like that, 1453 was like the date that, you know, people, you know, say that was the end of the, the Eastern Roman Empire, Byzantium. What was, so, uh, what was Dracula doing around that time? Was that around the time that he was alive for the first time? Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Um, this would have been... He had a problem with those, with the Ottomans? Yeah, this, this probably would have been like a generation or so before, um, before um, Dracula. Okay. Uh, you know when uh, when 
Constantinople fell in, and the the Eastern Roman Empire, the Byzantine Empire, was destroyed. Um, yeah, most of the stuff, most of what I know about what you're talking about comes from that movie where Dracula does the giant bat fist punch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think Dominic Cooper's character in that, it would be the son of the guy who conquered Constantinople, or maybe the grandson. Okay. I I I don't remember I don't remember exactly all of the the Turkish kings. Oh yeah, that was the uh, the preacher guy that we discussed previously. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's kind of weird how how a guy from England gets like cast as like Middle Eastern guys or. Um, sure is strange. Seems to happen a lot. Yeah, because like one of the first things I ever saw him in was this movie called The Devil's Double. Where oh. he plays uh, Uday Hussein. Oh. And uh, Uday Hussein's okay. body, and also and yeah. also Uday Hussein's body double. Sure. And it's really about it's really about the body double who, like, yeah. you know, is like trying to survive when you know being around Uday Hussein, sure. who's a psychotic motherfucker. And then you know how he how he like you know defects and escapes to the West, you know. Uh, well, a real sounds, story. sounds great yeah yeah wow he, there was I, a real didn't guy. Know, I didn't know that that was a, uh, yeah never heard of it who did he look alike and he eventually like managed to get away and fled to the west crazy that anyway, is that is but, but again it was um, I'm a little confused because like you couldn't find anyone who was actually right. Middle Eastern Israel, but okay. yeah. yeah Hollywood yeah anyway um yeah. So yeah. So they did Byzantium. Byzantium was was you know, um, or or the Eastern Roman Empire was very famous for, um, you know, a lot of really amazing uh, architectural and artistic. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, achievements and um, yeah, and also a lot of incredible intrigue. You know, Byzantine is is like they like they say here is a is a word that basically means something that's like very intricate. Yep. You know, very complex um you know to this day so to just continue uh, going off topic have you seen the film byzantium no i've not it's neat it's a pretty i I, it's pretty it's, it's pretty dark it's a vampire story it's about vampires in probably close to the modern day it might be in like you know the 60s or something but uh it's vampires that I believe are from Byzantium or descended from. Hey, it's me later. Uh, I got that a little bit incorrect, but it's still a cool movie. Byzantium is the name of a hotel full of vampires. And it does kind of take place in two areas. Whatever. Oh, or at cool. least, Or at least the story begins in that area, that era, something like that. But it's a, it's a, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to make a note to myself to take a look at it again. Because it's actually, yeah, it's a. It's a nice little vampire movie. Cool. In my yeah. notes for history, I wrote, uh, humans did the French Revolution. It specifically says that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I definitely remember that being a thing um, uh, when uh, playing a game that took place uh, partly during the French Revolution. It was okay. that... Is that um, Dark Ages game that was like through the ages sure. that I referenced before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, part of part of it happened. Really, that's a neat idea. 
this part that happens during the French Revolution. And it, we were really we were playing through um, the Transylvania Chronicles, which right, are okay. a series of you know um, you know pre-built adventures. And uh, that's that's cool. So I would like to do that. Yeah, buddy John was doing that. He, I would he, like to do that someday. I should get a hold of those books. He he did a really good job of it too. He he didn't run it exactly. He he used the overall framework, but he kind of ha- hacked it to pieces in a lot of sure. places. There were parts of the plot lines that he didn't like, and there were other plot lines that he, you know, he just made up a whole cloth himself and he sort of grafted to the story, which were really amazing. So, awesome. yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Um, but yeah, part of it takes place in 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 France in the in the in the revolution, and and there was like a real emphasis. They they actually play this up a lot. Is is it's like there's actually some kind of like. Um, in like mage terms, like paradox backlash, but it's affecting. Oh, okay. But it's affecting like everything. It's affecting like vampires too, where human mobs that you know are going after aristocrats and you know and 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 rich people and whatever during the French Revolution and and traitors to the revolution, um, are also going after vampires. Sure. Really. Like really specifically, like somehow targeting them, and it's it was like some kind of like supernatural, but also like human driven kind of thing. Okay, yeah, like kind of collective consciousness, some thing. sort of hive mind or back psychic backlash to yeah, it's like the presence of all the vampires, yeah. like doing all kinds of awful things all the time. I yeah. like Vampire of the Dark Ages a lot. Yeah, Vampire Dark Ages is is interesting because it's 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 again. Really easy to play like D and D. Yeah, that's I mean that's what I like, and I know what I like. I just I just I was recording with T One BG before I came to record with you. Thank you for waiting, by the way. And uh, I was talking about how I, as far as media is concerned, I really do just like eating the same garbage over and over. Have you seen a film called Crimes of the Future? It's about people eating garbage. You should check it out. It's actually really good, but there is there is a lot of garbage eating in it. All right. It's cool. It's a good movie. It's by David Cronenberg. Little bits of information about all of the uh, areas. Nothing. Yeah. Corridor everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, they're all over the place, and we just have a little paragraph about each continent that's... You know, you know this picture of... On the of the blood the, dripping in onto the tongue, I'm pretty sure this is like on the first page of like another clan book. I feel I feel like we've seen. The, I I I had that same thought. I I I looked at this and I thought either I've seen this before on another book or something very similar. Or like I almost thought, did this artist do a lot of illustrations of like faces covered in blood? Because we've definitely seen like. Similar faces by the same artist, and I don't know if we've seen this exact one, but I had the same I mean, thought. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a motif for yeah. a, a vampire. Well, to of be course it is. <laughs> doing that thing with the tongue and the yeah, you know, the blood dripping slowly down to their mouth, and but I, I feel like this might be on the black page of one of the books we've already looked at. I'm totally looking at the Malkavian and the and the Gangrel books now. The gangrel, I think, is like someone licking an eye. Oh, that might be the bruja. Uh, I looked at the bruja too. It's not the bruja. The bruja is the bruja is looking licking the eye. The gangrel. Yeah. No, is, the gangrel is, is the in gang- blood on a face, looking straight at the camera, the imaginary camera. Maybe. Yeah. No, what it is? It is. It is very similar to the blood on the face, looking straight yeah. at the camera. 
that's what it is. Right. Okay. It's definitely a motif. There's definitely a lot of very similar imagery. Yeah. And by this and exact artist. So. Yeah. And yeah, this is from the, you know what it is? It's very similar. It's a very similar piece from the same artist. Yeah. And it's, it's like the eyes, you can't see the eyes, yep. you know, you kind of, everything's kind of shadowed from, from, you know, from above. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. And this yeah. is the several, several pages just about their society, which is, you know, some of it is interesting. The thing about the guilds goes nowhere, yeah. but really several pages about, travel yeah. which i guess i mentioned yeah. already and yeah, yeah well, i don't know it's uh very they, dry a very dry yeah. section sorry they talk they do talk a little bit about the the split between the artists and the poseurs sure which the yeah. artists and posers um and, because it's, and that's a lot of of how their society is structured based on yeah. critique the it's sort of that's the gameplay loop for them creating yeah, art and then someone critiques it and then yeah and they're both shitty names they're both supposed to be derogatory names like the 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 poseurs call them call the artists artists right they both be they, like oh you're such an artiste and then the art the artists call the call the other ones that they can't make any art they call them well you're just poseurs you're just posers and these you are know, these are names like, that they've given each other yeah, yeah. Because a lot of Torador, you know, with the whole getting entranced by beauty thing, get entranced by a person and then embrace that person to preserve their beauty forever. Um, and that person doesn't have any other particular merits, perhaps. I mean, you know, obviously, if you're going to survive for a couple centuries as a vampire, you've got to have some kind of merit besides looking good. Hopefully. Otherwise, otherwise somebody's well, going to Yeah, keep, right. If you're going to survive, yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna probably do something stupid and die by accident, or somebody's gonna kill you and drink your blood. And, you know, it talks about that how how a lot of those a lot of a lot of poseurs find, you know, really powerful roles in Carmilla society or yep. you know in in Torter society anyway, just by, you know, they make they make social interaction, they make social connection. Their sure, art. and you gotta you, know? you gotta have uh, you gotta have critics. Yeah, yeah, and you, it's part you, of the system. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the artists are also the critics too. Um, everybody's a critic. That's part of the thing about being a torter is everybody's a critic. Yep. You know. Yeah. Sure. Um, yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like you're gonna necessarily get a lot of solidarity from the other artists in the clan. You know, some of them might be jealous of you and not like you very much. You know, um, just because you're an artiste. Uh, doesn't mean that yeah exactly this these this artiste poseur uh split um is a is like a social caste split yep but it has very little to do with the actual like relationships of who allies with who and who likes who you know because um and that's the thing it's taught they talk about too is that when somebody gets embraced even as even even when somebody who is embraced because they think that they may be an artist um, you know, maybe a great artist. Um, after they get embraced, it turns out they just—it's just not there for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, like, there's a like, a storytelling tip how you should kind of like if you're if you're playing a game if you're running a game with neonates, you know, your toradors should maybe not really know if they're if they're going to end up being artists or poseurs and. Uh, you know, yeah, because yeah. It, it should, yeah, it depends on a lot of things and also how whatever art they create is received. But it also is, yeah, they end up over 
the centuries filtering out into these two kind of casts. But, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, some people with great artistic vision end up being critics. Yeah. And I think the important thing to note, too, is that um, it's being the difference between an artiste and a poseur is not uh, skill, like technical skill, because right. a, lot of, yeah. a lot of poseurs um, are very technically capable at um, various art forms that they put their but, minds but they're to. Not a, but they're not achieving a higher yeah. level of meaning and emotional impact. They're right. craftsmen. They're- Right, they're lacking some kind of creativity. They're yeah. lacking some kind of, you know, some kind of spark, you know, and that's and that's kind of important. Um, yeah. And they even have one character. They say they say has gone back and forth from being. There's one character in the back who's like 800 years old, and they talk about how he's going gone back and forth between being an artiste and a poseur. You know. Yep. She's she's been in both cases. Yeah, there's that's the tension in the in the Torador clan because like they need each other. You know, the the the, the Torador, all of them, whether artiste or poseur, you know, thrive on on beauty, and and to some degree novelty too, because you can't just keep looking at the same thing all the time. Sure. Uh, so so everybody needs the artiste, the artiste and the poseurs. They all need the artistes, but um, they all need the poseurs too because those are the guys who are the sort of you know, get shit done side of the clan who are like, you know, they're, you know, most often the ones who are spending the time, you know, being influence mongers and, uh, you know, securing the position of the, of the clan and the city and, you know, gathering, you know, wealth and, uh, you know, followers and stuff to the, to the, you know, their cause. So, yep. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. Uh, on, yeah, but yeah, like we say, this is all sort of <laughs> dry. It's, all, it's just kind of written out. Yeah, it's very dry. It's just yeah. like the torture, the torture, <laughs> and the, the venture to that. And it's, it's yeah. you know, for, for a clan that's about art and about, <laughs> yeah. and about social interaction and about the, and about this, they talk so It much really about, is funny that this clan got such a dry book. Was, yeah. yeah, really yeah. funny. It's a little sad. On page 22, I wrote that this is the second time we've seen a clan where they like to have a week-long debate, <laughs> a week-long boring debate to the elders. Yeah, yeah, the Tordor, again, I like this is something I said I, th- I think I kind of liked, the Tordor solve their problems by talking it out. Yeah, and in fact, moving on, yeah, moving on, we start talking about the tongue being sharper than the stake and twice as deadly. But really, but then, and what followed, like, and we're still in the section that I described as several pages of just little essays, little three-paragraph essays. I, I, I actually didn't write this down, but I thought to myself, this is almost an excuse to put in a lot of different quotes that's someone really liked because each little essay has a little quote from a rock and roll song before it. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, if there's anything particular uh, we touched that you want to touch on, we talk about how they travel a little more freely through all of their connections. Yeah, uh, We talk about keeping connections to the mortal world, the importance of keeping your composure and impressing others, the high society of yeah. all of it. And uh, falling in love with humans and other creatures, yeah, for several pages. But it really, I really can't, I cannot express enough how dry this section is. 
I just really yeah. the whole central chunk of the book is just textbook little three paragraph essays about love yeah. or some concept. Yeah. yeah, the little half page essays. It yeah. kind of reminds me of um in the Mel Caving Clan book, they had those little half page essays about those like various ridiculous um Malkavian traditions of like pranking and sure yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Break, uh, i forget what the fuck breaking the mirror or whatever and all of them seem all, kind of all, yeah all the yeah the nonsense traditions yeah for like four pages yeah it's the same thing but it, since they make sense they're kind of boring <sighs> yeah there you go yeah kind of like that yeah yeah uh there's a striking image of people using a human head <laughs> with the top cut off as a punch bowl yeah <laughs> That's, that's definitely it's a bit of an anti-tribute that's, kind a, of that's some anti-tribute shit yeah that's some burnout stuff uh, they do talk about the darker side of the clan uh, and they they leave it a few pages a couple pages yeah when the humanity gets low the 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 love for humanity turns into exploitation yeah an, an obsessive exploitive curiosity yeah real psychopath shit prostitution slavery gambling black marketeering cults yeah. oh yeah the worst toreadors start blood cults yeah it yeah. talks about how they do not lose their inner light this is that's off that's off topic from what we were just talking about but somewhere in there somewhere in here it talks about how they still get boners on page 28, <laughs> it says something about how they do not lose their inner light when they're embraced. And then, yeah. yeah this... The mortal love thing is always interesting to me because it's like... It's interesting for story possibilities, for sure. Yeah, it is interesting as a story possibility. And I think it's it's interesting because, um, like, I have a difficult time imagining how they can make it work, not even just as, like, a, you know, like, daytime, nighttime thing. Yeah, like if the other person knows, like you know, maybe they can like orient the schedule, whatever. But it's also like, like there's a power imbalance there. That's like that. That's really fundamental. That's really hard to get around. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know, the the Torter clan has presence, which is uh, you know a discipline that manipulates the emotions of other people and. Um, it's just kind of like like, especially if it's like you're not you're not a neonate or something like that. You're you might be like a tortoise that's been around the block, you know, you know, a few decades or something like that, and you you trying to still, you know, pursue like a human relationship with somebody, like the, you know, you're you you've you've got these these powers and these abilities, um, that just make it so that like. You know, if you've got a bunch of aspects, you can just see right through them, whatever they yeah, whatever they it's you. Just, it's like, <laughs> and and they can't do the same to you. Just you fucking know, OP. Yeah, uh, like like the issues of, of but yeah, the trust. power imbalances. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah, exactly the issues of like trust, of like of like boundaries, of like like all kinds of things that that, that are important to to think about in a relationship and that come up in relationships one way or another, whether you talk about them or you don't. If you don't talk about them, they come up in all kinds of other ways. You know, um, like you gotta 
that I, I would I would I would imagine that would be extremely difficult to 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 work through. It, it, yeah, it, it seems trip. impossible. It seems kind of it really seems it seems really out there, real yeah. wacky. Yeah. You know, but then the Torter also make it a point they make it a point to say like like they don't feed from them, they don't blood bond them. Presumably they don't like you know, like like whack them with their their disciplines too much because that starts, you know, maybe that starts to get obvious after a while if you just keep hitting people with your presence over and over and over again. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it is interesting. You part know? of it, yeah. Part of it is yeah. part of it is resisting using the cheat codes when you go try to have relationships with living humans. It's yeah. just, I mean, but it's just so yeah, and just this just. just so hard, so, hard to pull off. Yeah. So the way they talk about you know the darker side of the clan and the way burnouts um, and stuff treat people, um, it just it seems to me that it would be what they call burnout. You know, behavior would would actually just low humanity. Just be not even just low humanity. Just a lot more common. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Even for just order of just kind of middling humanity, you know. Uh, but then then again, maybe what Tordor call like low humanity may not be what like other clans call low humanity you know um yeah you, low humanity for them could be five yeah yeah you put you, yeah well i would say five is low humanity for almost any clan um but like for them to say like oh you have your humanity is only a seven that's that's a little low you know sure, right? sure. That's okay yeah i got like, you oh, yeah. that's pretty good you know uh so yeah i don't know um it it just seems like so much of a vampire's existence revolves around making sure that you can get some blood. Yep, <laughs> it does. And it does revolve around that quite heavily. And that you're safe during the day. Yeah. While you, sleep. you know, everything else kind of flows out of those. Those. Could you things. imagine? Like, there's a comedy movie in this where, like. The man, like, you know, he's got to, like, go to work and stuff. But before he goes to work, he's got to make sure to seal his wife away in her sunlight-proof vault because he knows that she's a fucking vampire. And then he's got to, like, he's got to lure Barry from accounting to come over for dinner after the sun goes down so she can feed on him and then dominate him to wipe his memory. There's a very funny movie in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit like Hellraiser, which is the really the grossest <laughs> and sort of extreme. Yeah, yeah. and at, I think like at best, and as as you as like Clarissa, the character in the introduction, sure, says, yeah, her husband, you know, um, her, you know, her husband understands as much as any human could sure right yeah you gotta yeah you but you gotta you gotta compartmentalize you and you gotta tell and this is like having a relationship with like a cia agent or something like that (laughs) yeah be comfortable knowing that this person that you're in a relationship with you know is gonna be off doing a bunch of shit that they can never ever tell you about and you gotta trust that they're you know they're not betraying you or you know that they're taking care of themselves or whatever yep. you fear you know that you got to trust that they're, they're they're it's okay that they kind of they they're handling it um 
and you can't ever know and you can't ever ask you know and you can't ever ask your vampire wife what's going on with her yeah her vampire murders did you have a bad day with the prince did you have a bad night with the prince honey you know (laughs) you can't yeah yeah i I mean i guess technically you kind of could but i i don't know it's like it's you know the I you know the the tradition of the masquerade is that you're not supposed to tell any mortals about anything. Yeah, like how does it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, Where does that land? Tradition zero is. Where does um, it land with your wife? Yeah, tradition zero is don't get caught. Yep. Right. So, and I think I saw this framed a, a really good way in um, that uh, that vampire choose your own adventure book. Um, okay. Night Road. Yeah. Um, the Masquerade is not about caring whether or not people believe in vampires. The Masquerade is caring about whether or not people tell anyone about vampires. Sure. Okay. You can believe in vampires all you want. Plenty of people probably believe in vampires. People believe in ghosts. People believe in God. People believe in Ouija boards. People believe in all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. And that is talking about the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people, yeah, people not, do believe not, in these things, yes. I'm not even talking about the world of darkness. People believe in all those things just as much or even more in the world of darkness, too. So, well, the important thing about the masquerade is don't spread it around. Yep. So that's, that's the thing. Like, making a ghoul in some, you know, extremely strict, like, masquerade-abiding you know, Prince Stums or whatever. Not allowed. Like, might be might be breaking the masquerade. Yep. You know, telling anyone, any mortal servants or anything might be breaking the masquerade. They might have rules that say you can't have any ghouls unless you've proven yourself to the city in which, or, you know, you, you, ghouls have to be approved. Princes make all kinds of fucking laws too, besides the traditions, to say, like, this is, this is in, you know, in service of, you know, enforcing the masquerade or whatever. So, it's a that's that's those are all really good reasons why this is a wacky idea to begin with yeah and it is a wacky idea and the order know it's a wacky idea but this is also part of why they cultivate the power and they cultivate the influence as well sure um and i mean they're naturally suited to it too because they you know they're the talkers they're the social clan um probably more so than any other clan except for the ventru and the ventru are social in a very different way yeah um, yeah you know, this is the difference between like control, control and persuade versus like command and dominate. You know, the the, the venture don't you know persuade. The venture tell you what's up and you do it. The venture are solicitors who hide in dark towers. That's true too, though. <laughs> the, but yeah, no, the ventures are the yeah. The cold ass. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the villain from Blade. It's oh, Deacon yeah. Frost. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I started talking about how they they are cold, and somehow it threw me off of the name Frost. But I yeah, thought, they I are the. That, I always thought of that guy as more of a Tremere. Really? Oh well, yeah. no. I guess there is blood magic going on. Yeah. But I feel like, like he's got a Ventru he's, vibe. He's got a real dominate. Well, well, that's I'm you. But, the fucking but, king vampire shit going but he, on. But, he, but, that, but he makes me think of Tremere because he's a fucking upstart too. 
Oh, okay, sure. Yep. And yeah, so, and he's trying to get the ancient vampire powers. Yeah, because yeah, okay. she's she, she, she a little love start. That's yeah. why, you know, Ventru. I got you, sure, yeah. He, uh, the, the guy who was like the elder vampire in Underworld. Oh, yeah, that's a Ventru. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, yeah, totally. Know, they wake him up out of his slumber, you know, Kate. Kate's, uh, uh, what's her face? Peckinsale? Kay Peckinsale's vampire sire. Yeah, that dude, 100% Ventru. Yeah. Fully. I mean, hell, uh, Kate Beckinsale in that movie, probably also Ventru when you think about it. I yeah, mean, yeah, Ventru Enforcer. Heavy, heavy Ventru Enforcer kind of vibe, yeah. you know? No, that is, a, uh, that is a very Ventru movie, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Super Ventru, it's it's a Super Ventru slash Tortor vibe, you know that, yeah. that 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 right there. You watch that movie, and that scene of them sort of like sweeping through the through the lobby of the of the big gothy vampire mansion, and they're oh, all yeah. hanging. Yeah, they're all sort of draped around different cool pieces of furniture, looking impossible. Oh yeah, they do that the kind of thing. World. That's that's like, Toriador yeah. shit for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and you look at that room, and you're like, that room is fifty percent Tortor, fifty percent um, you know Ventru. Like that's yep. it, you know. <laughs> and those two clans really are the big sort of traditional vampire vibes, kinda. They're big ones. Yeah, they are. They are. Those are big vampire vibes. Those are big '90s vampire vibes. Those two kind of. Yeah. yeah. But again, this is this is the this is the vampire vibe. The Tordor, especially the vampire vibe, as as the, the you know the the sexy seducer the yep. the. You know the 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 monster that draws you in, you know. Um, totally. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention the the etymology. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Toriador. Toriador is either a word made up completely wholesale by George uh, George Bizet, oh. the the opera composer. Oh. Um, or it's maybe an archaic word for a bullfighter who uh, fights from horseback as opposed to on foot. Oh. But, uh, but apparently it is never a word that you're going to actually hear in Spain. Um, okay. They use the word toreo okay. uh, to, to talk about bullfighters and then specifically like matador or picador to, you know, the, to have the different, the, you know, the bullfighting, bullfight is like this whole sort of ritualized kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I knew uh, there were. Yeah, I thought that like I thought Toreador was one of the dudes like the Matador, the Picador, and the Toreador. I thought it was a role. No, like again, it's like may like maybe it was an archaic. Or, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, like like I don't know I, the stuff I looked up anyway. Just it it was just a, a bunch of people just said George George Bizet made up this this word because sure yeah. Toreo didn't ha- didn't didn't have the same number of syllables Toreador, so <laughs> yeah. he, he needed he needed it to be more syllables to fit into the uh, to fit into the composition of of his opera, of the song, you know, yeah. the very famous uh, Toreador waltz or March of the Torador or something like that. Um, yeah, the Torador song in, in Carmen. Right, which is referenced in the Malkavian clan book. Do you recall? Uh, 
No. I'm not going to try to sing it along to the tune of the song, but it has something to do with... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. Torador opinion, which, by the way, there's no... I don't think there's opinions of other clans in this book. No, I don't think there is. But, yeah, it's something about going to the bathroom on the floor. Oh. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's a- Great job, Malkavian Camp Clan. Good job, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a funny name for the, for the clan. Um, Interesting, it just- yeah. Probably you know, just from an opera. Yeah, from the opera. Although, you know, on the same t- on the same hand, it makes sense. You know, Carmen is is you know a very very popular opera, and it's all about, um, you know, sort of like love and beauty and passion, and uh, you know, uh, the title character Carmen is kind of not a good person. Oh. And, I'm not. I'm, too, I'm completely unfamiliar. Uh, yeah, and um, and uh, you know the 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 whole the whole thing the whole concept too of a bullfight is 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 just this sort of you know ritualized torture and killing of a bull. Yeah, very honest. very upsetting. Yeah, uh, you know, um, and there's a lot of blood being let, but at the same time, you know, the pe- people who people who like it consider it a kind of art form. Yep. Um, I think that's an interesting. It's an interesting, interesting comparison for sure. Yeah, comparison to 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 a vampire clan for these guys because it's like you know they're all about art and they're all about beauty, but um, but when you come down to it, you know they 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 got to drink blood to survive and they got to let blood. Yep. And it's you know you can pretty it up a lot, but there's there's something ugly at its core. But that's also what's what's kind of fun about playing a Torador. What's cool about playing a Torador. Um, yeah, <laughs> they have a neat vibe. Yeah, they have a lot of neat. A lot of it is neat, and uh, it's interesting. Sort of, they're on a lot of edges. Yeah, this <laughs> book has four pages uh-huh. of level six and seven disciplines. It sure does. Yeah, what do you think about create the creativity stat? Did you read about that? Yes. Your storyteller uh, rolls a die and subtracts three, and that's your creativity. And yeah. Well, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know anyone who used that system, but weird. Nope. I never know anyone who used that system. Secret creativity stat. Never heard of a secret stat in yeah. World of Darkness. And, all I, of, and a lot of these disciplines do not stand out, but I'm sorry if you have more yeah. to say about that. No, I was just gonna say whenever I think whenever somebody would want to do create a piece of art or something in my game, or in any games I played, you'd usually talk the story it out. Would, like, yeah, talk it out. The storyteller would you'd usually describe it to the storyteller. If the storyteller thought it was like a cool idea, and he'd give you a bonus to your role when you made it. And if you made a lot of roles, it would be it would be really good art. That's it. You know. If I do ever, have it. Yeah. I do so, have a note on one of these disciplines. Uh, Inside of the Tail Spinner, level six Auspex discipline allows you to use GP chat in the 90s. Chat GPT. <laughs> the AI yeah. that writes your stories for you. Yeah. 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 That's what Inside of the Tail Spinner did in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these disciplines are inspired deep emotions through this vector or this delivery vector or this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot, really, and really, it does. It has four pages of level six and seven disciplines. Which, to be clear, to anyone listening that 
doesn't know that much about this game or just, you know, doesn't happen to know what I'm about to say. Uh, these are non-player disciplines. These are disciplines for enemies, non-player characters. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not that interested, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're not that, they're really not unique powers. They're really just in uses of aspects and presence and whatever. Yeah. Um, there are some flaws. They add, very famously added this merit, blase, three-point merit, which is the presence version of yep. uh, Iron Will. Yep. Which let you ignore nominating blase unless you ignore presence. The real popular merit. I saw blase on a lot of character sheets in the 90s. Yeah. Very this was this one of those things that should just never been printed. Like you spend three points just to completely ignore discipline. Like, yep. No, come Rough. on. Yeah. I like that vulgar. I like all the flaws. I like vulgar. I like torture artist. Yeah. Vampire spouse is a five point merit. Yeah. Supernatural spouse is four. And then the this creature may be a mage, a werewolf, a changeling, or a wraith. Imagine that. Here's Oh, so yeah. Vampire wife was something. Wait until you see ghost wife. Although they did ghost to dad, I guess. Well, it'd be ghost dad, vampire wife. <laughs> ghost dad, vampire wife. Yes. <laughs> That'd be some shit. Very, but really, very few rules. Like really, just a very few, a few pages of rules, and a lot of them are rules that really don't matter too much. Yep. Yeah, a real lack of good like. Stories. Yeah, it's stuff to really. It, there's not. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of real meat. Yeah. And again, like, for the for the the clan of the artists and the expression, the expressive, creative types that have stories to tell and everlasting parties to indulge in the bacchanalia of the final nights, and yeah, it's fine. There's all the information you need to run good Toradors. It's just not that fun of a book. Yeah. So, templates. yeah, all that remains is the templates. Um, most of them seem to be on the artiste side, although the first one... Yeah, the first one is the burnout. The burnout, yeah. Just take burnout. Talk of okay. the guild. The guild is mentioned in his uh, yeah. in his prelude. A great artist in life who met with terrible tragedy with his mortal family. Sort of a classic, sort of an old chestnut of a tale for a vampire, maybe particularly even for a torador. And it's now cruel and ruthless because all that he loved is dead. We've all been there, especially in 1998. Yeah. Um, comic book celebrity, basically. <laughs> oh, that's funny to me. Hot uh, McFarlane. It, it, these guys, there were a couple real hot young comic book guys doing hot shit, being celebrities in 1996 or seven. Yeah. I mean, all throughout the night. I mean, these guys were probably way earlier than that, actually. Todd McFarlane and uh, who was um, who was the guy that's known for his thighs? It's okay if you don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who did, the guy who did, like X Factor yeah, table. Yeah. Um, oh, 
Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld, yes, thank you. Terrific, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 90s were so great. Very 90s. Those guys are vampire cult leader. Cult leader, Oh, man. yes. Nasty man. Nasty man. Being a cult leader is not what you should be doing. He's, he's, got, got, a, he's got a Glock 18 on him and a straight razor. He's got a humanity of seven. Can't what? Be that that doesn't make sense. Can't he's running bad. a blood cult because of his interest in sociology. He dabbled in sociology that led to occultism. The horror writer. Horror writer as a vampire. Perfect. I, I like that the cult leader just has a presence of three. That makes sense. The horror writer as a vampire is perfect. I like that guy. The idol of millions. This is this seems like someone that you should never turn into a vampire. Somebody with a fame of five. Yeah, is, that just again, again just for the mechanics of the masquerade. Yeah, how's this more, gonna How's this gonna work out? It won't. Really recognizable. Yeah. Yeah, all it says is, you know you must retire from the movie business someday before everyone begins to notice your ageless grace. Right, just like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But again, it's kind of an old chestnut, you know. But it, but as far as the masquerade is concerned, it's out the window. Why are you doing this? This is not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Oh! Um, martial artist. Look, he's wearing a KMFDM t-shirt. And a trench coat, yeah. This is this... the guy. Why doesn't he have a katana? It, it almost looks like he had a katana in that hand, and they were like, uh, we can't fit it on the page. Yeah, we got to take that <laughs> This guy should, if he doesn't, he's got a katana on his back that you just can't see because of the angle of his head. Yeah. You can yeah. tell. Uh, you just can tell this guy has a katana in there somewhere. There's a katana slightly off screen somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there. <laughs> this is the guy. The martial artist. Yeah, the martial artist. He, yeah, his his uh, he is an artiste, but he's an artiste in the physical arts and other. But but you know, the other tour to recognize you as artiste, but you have little to do with them. Yeah, yeah, they they're like, sorry, they're like he's an artiste, but boy, he's crazy and weird. Nature perfectionist demeanor loner. Unfortunately, this was this was a character that was played way too often. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> and he this honestly, is the guy. He he like he's just presented straight, but like looking at it again now, it's um, it almost feels like satire. It almost it feels does, like yeah, a bit of it's, a joke it's almost too much here because they know they knew that people were making or characters with like just a bunch of celerity to be like my art form is killing people <laughs> my art form yep. is beating the shit out of people with my fists and all yeah. he has by the way is three dots in celerity which is just terrific yeah which totally, terrific. a total twist on this clan but just such an yeah. expected one yeah exactly dexterity four brawl of five humanity of nine he's a superhero like like this this is literally the character that you make when you're like I just want to make a character who's really good at combat and nothing else yep. whatsoever. I'm pretty sure this this is like almost the exact stats I had when I made like 
there's some Bruja character, Bruja Antitrivia character in some some game at one point where I was just like, I told the I told the storyteller, I think it was crispy. I was like, I'm just gonna make a combat monster. That's my character. Here's combat. combat monster, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a character that has nothing but combat skills, and That's I'm gonna figure out a protean level two like, in there. No, uh, no, 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 protein. He had okay. a sword. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm gonna work my way backwards to his personality and background from from his stats. And Chris was like, okay, fine, fine. Hey, it's how you write comic books, mate. Probably not. That's probably a very dismissive thing to say about comic book writing. Oh. Comic book writing is is very much harder than that, I'm sure. Anyway, yeah, and for some reason too, this character has got like fours and fives and all his virtues. Of course he does. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He would. He's a superhero. Yeah, Willpower of eight, humanity of nine. Yeah. Starting character, great. Great. Uh, the outcasts. Yeah. Uh, this uh, is okay. a tattoo artist who. Yeah. A tattoo artist who was uh, embraced not as a. Uh, like on a joke. Which is a really weird way to embrace people, considering most places you need to have the permission of the prince and yada yada. And yada. especially with these guys, are so serious about all of that shit. Yeah. Um. But then he's betrayed everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and now he'll never be accepted. Now he's and they they talk about earlier in the book about how you know there are those who either choose to or are just cannot control themselves and are therefore cast out of Toreador society and the outcasts will never achieve the status and, uh, you know, whatever, the the delicious pleasures of Toreador on life, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Your so sire ta- embraced you only on a dare. Yeah, so a tattoo artist, but, you know, one who's also kind of a punk with problems with authority. With a real wacky backstory, this one really yeah. kind of... Yeah, definitely. Plastic surgeon. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's a, we're, we're, we're almost leaning into the Zamish kind of thing over here. Yeah. And they mention, you know, that this... this the art of, is... of manipulating Her. the flesh. Yeah. They've heard of vicissitude. Ah, yes. And they would give up just about anything to learn it. I hope she gets some... Is it like some kind of? Are they all sort of? They are they're all sort of carried by blood? The disciplines, but vicissitude is described as some kind of infection. Like there are people that yeah. don't want to get it. Is that the old yeah. clan? Yeah, that's the old clan. They're, they're like, they're, let's not get vicissitude. Yeah, in in uh, in the Black Handbook and the Dirty Secrets of the True Black Handbook, mm. they talk about how vicissitude is actually a spiritual. Uh, parasite. Oh yeah, they went into the umbra and ate a crab. From the, yeah, from the deep umbra. Yeah, okay. That's like it's like a virus slash spirit slash discipline. Well, vicissitude is definitely cool. Yeah, I like the plastic surgeon. That's a good concept. Yeah, oh good boy, concept. and then we have another guy. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe not the speed metal guitarist, but this image. Maybe it's just because he has it. But the trench coat, the hair, the briefcase—that's probably full of murder weapons. I mean, I guess yeah. it's full of a guitar in this. But this is a, this is a classic image from the kind of games I was involved in. Is what I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah. 
um, the televangelist. I love this one actually. Now this this is like makes a lot of sense as a Toreador template. It's basically the same thing as the cult leader, just you yeah, know, with the slightly the re- slightly flipped, yeah. A, a more presentable face slapped on it. Yeah, but the same kind of mo. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And again, I think that 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 mo, I think is like you know that you talk about like the dark side of of the the Torador and the dark side of you know how they relate to human beings. Um, who are still alive? Yep. You know that that you know that power imbalance. For sure. Um, I think you know. I can imagine it would be so easy for. Oh my um, God! It would be or, fish in a barrel. Fall into that. Yeah. You know? I like the art in the Who's Who. It's a little bit different. Yeah, it's a cool. Um, it's a cool art style in the Who's Who. I gotta find out. I never know who does the art in these books, and I'm not sure who's credited in the. I could probably find out. I don't yeah. know. The, the thing is, is that I really, I really like the artist, and I believe that the artist that does the templates is the artist that does the black pages. Uh, their signature is very uh, tight, but I'm sure I could find out who this is. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. In this, it says the art is Joshua Gabriel Timbrook and Doug Alexander Gregory. Those are the only two art names, artist names credited. So, um, I'm not uh, sure which one. Is. Okay, and Bradstreet is the cover. Yeah, Bradstreet is the cover. I think Tim Brook is. I think Tim Brook is the guy with the tight. Is the guy that does the templates with the yeah. tight, with the tight signature. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think. And I think so this, is. yeah, these last images. Maybe the only other art other than Timbrook, which usually there is another artist, but this is actually all Timbrook's art. All the the head with the drinking punch out of it. This is all Timbrook. This whole book. Yeah, I mean, if Timbrook is the guy with the tight. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this is all one artist in this in this book. I think yeah, yeah, or or very much most of it. Yeah, I think that is Timbrook. Yeah, and so this stuff and this. And we'd be able to tell because this stuff at the end is not in a lot of other books. Yeah. Yeah, none of these names that are uh, of the who's who in the Torter, I remember showing up. Yeah, else. neither do I. They're not even famous people. Yeah. Yeah, they're not even famous people that were embraced. I would have thought um, something that popped up like like a name that I always think of when I think of the Torter clan. I was like some somebody that was big in the Torter clan was um, uh, I think his name was Michael, the Prince of Constantinople. Oh, okay, sure. So Byzantium, you know, Torter Methuselah. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know he'd been prince there for you know like a thousand years or some shit by the time you know Constantinople fell and became Istanbul. Um, so, um, he was really huge, a huge, he, like, he's a really huge character and I think a bunch of vampire dark ages related stuff. Oh, so, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Maybe, maybe he, had, maybe he hadn't been written yet and I, I'm not sure, you know, uh, what his, what his story is, if he's, you know, if he survived to the modern age, if he, if he's still around or if he's in Torpor or what, you know. But um, yeah, I remember him him being a big character, and I'm trying to remember, yeah, um, again, like sort of like, um, why isn't this character mentioned? Remember how sure. we, 
looking at um, Clement Brugia and we're like, why isn't Crisis in here? Because he oh, was in- yeah. So um, one of the characters in um, Chicago by Night is Helena, who is really Helena Troy, and she's oh. like, she's like fourth generation Toreador who is in Chicago, and she's like sort of manipulating events and and all kinds of shit going on. So like, she's not in here either. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's terrible that this book lacks stories. There's yeah. no actual stories in there. It's, you know, the templates have, you know, obviously the little stories. Of there's, the and that's good. I mean, you know, there's enough. There's enough There's enough to chew on in here, but it really, I mean, and I, I feel like I've used the word dry to describe it over and over again, but it's what it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it's where, that's where this one lands, really. It really this, one is, this one lands on, the, if there's a scale between textbook and, like, you know, fully meta, fun, little book of nod book, this one lands on textbook. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess this is partly why I didn't really remember any of it. Or Yeah, I didn't remember this one at all. And it's been on my shelf this whole time, my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I really, and because I'm sure I skipped over all of that whole, the middle section, I'm sure I skipped over all of it. I was just like, okay, fine. Society. Oh my God. There's not even any disciplines in this one. Oh, they're all level six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Toreador. Yes, Toreador. You gotta put in the um Yeah, I'll put it yeah, I'll put in the clip. Yeah, yeah, of the actual yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Of the Torador of the Torador March, yeah. Yo, thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk with Dave Crane. I'm Dave Crane and Malaketh of the Black Blade can eat my asshole until The sun rises in the west and the mountains blow in the wind like weeds. Fuck you, Malekith. Thanks for being here. Join me next time where my guest will be one of my favorite ex-co-coffee slingers, Michelle. And uh, after that, more of this next Tuesday. Tuesday.